This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So we're dealing with yet another cyber attack, another ransomware scheme that uh, has affected literally hundreds and hundreds of organizations and businesses around the world. Uh, again, we believe it's being done by that Revil group, which is based out of Russia. That's what everybody seems to be saying at this point. Um, they targeted a system that's used by IT providers. That's how they were able to get into so many different organizations so quickly. Uh, and now they're, of course, as always, uh, asking for millions of dollars in ransom. If you want all of the information on your network to be restored, it's now been encrypted. And if you want it back, you're going to have to pay. That's the way that these things work. Um, now, this is just the latest one, as we talked about a minute ago, the the huge one that affected the pipeline in the southeast United States, the meatpacking industry targeted as well. It appears there's no end in sight to these kinds of attacks, and the risk seems to be getting more and more dire every time it happens. So what do we do? What can we do? We're going to chat now with Yasser Morgan, who is a professor of engineering at the University of Regina, recently put together a piece on exactly this and what we can do to fight back. Uh, Yasser, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Thank you. So this latest attack is different from the ones that we've seen before, and it's a pretty clear indication that they're not slowing down, they're becoming more common, and they've now found new ways to make them even broader and the consequences more severe, right? Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm uh, I'm trying to say in my article. And uh, we need to pay more attention. There will be more to come. Um, When we see this new method that they used, it's no longer targeting a specific business. So, I mean, just think about the the, the, it's now a global reach that they have. We're talking about thousands of people. Um, Did anybody see this coming? Uh, Obviously, they're adapting and developing and growing their quote unquote business. Uh, yes, uh, I, I don't think anyone can see how the attack will happen, but we know for sure that there will be more attacks. So how do we fight back? Can governments do anything? I mean, we, we know that these attacks are being attributed to a group in Russia for the most part. So they're really untouchable here or in the U.S. or in a lot of other places if they're allowed to operate in Russia without being brought you know, to bear by the Russian government. Is there, is there a way that you know, the U.S. government or the Canadian government can really do anything? We, we need to look at the elements that make the attack at the end of the day successful from the point of view of the criminals. So for them, if they are able to get their money and run away safe with it, then they are successful. So we need to break down that kind of chain that stands to a great extent on cyber or, or cryptocurrency. Um, and how do we do that? I mean, how do you go about breaking that chain? Well, uh, in the case of uh, the the colonial pipeline, uh, the FBI tried to trace the money. Uh, They were able to bring back some of the money, but they are still unable to trace it to to where it's gone. So this is something we need to really work on in order to be able to know where the money is gone. 
Um, in terms of preventing these attacks, uh, when Joe Biden met with Vladimir Putin, he, he sort of went all mafia on him and said, boy, it, it would really be a shame if something like this were to happen to Russia. I know in the piece you talk about sort of taking a, a nuclear treaty approach to this and saying, in order for that to happen, all parties involved need to be at risk, right? We, you know, Would that be a, an effective strategy, maybe targeting Russia and saying, hey, if you don't get involved in policing these groups, you're just as vulnerable and we'll exploit that and make you pay? Uh, I'm, I'm not suggesting that we, in the West, we take a criminal approach to what's happening. Uh, what I'm suggesting is to understand that there is a possibility that the Russian side is doing this in order to reach a point or to make us understand there is a point of mutual uh, mutual assured destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it mad point. When we reach mad point, nations usually agree to sit down and negotiate. At this point of time, we are not at the mad point yet. So what would be, I mean, obviously we're not recommending criminal activity, but how else do you do it? I mean, how else do you get everybody to the same point? Okay, we're just as vulnerable as the people we're targeting. What's the other alternative? Uh, Well, it's very complex uh, to discuss in in, in few minutes on the radio. But from our side, what we need to do is basically become more vigilant and aware about security risks do the basic security hygiene that we have to do, but also government and large-size companies, large-size high-tech, have to work together uh, with academia in order to protect our nation in a better way. Can that be done? I mean, that's the question that I have, and I don't know a lot about computers, so enlighten me here. Is there a way to prevent this? I mean, we are so interconnected, especially with people working from home and everything else now. We're all on these network-based systems. Is it it possible to make them completely secure? Or, I mean, you know hackers are working on this 24-7. Will they always find a way? Uh, Well, uh, the easy answer is to say we cannot reach a point where we are 100% completely secure. But we can make it harder and harder for criminals to take those kind of actions. And we can make it harder and harder for them to get their money. Uh, That, over time, uh, can reach a point where attacks diminish. And if you remember a few years ago, uh, well, uh, if you're old like me, I would say a decade or so ago, uh, the attacks were prominent in the area of finance. And now we have secured the financial industry sufficiently to a a level that makes uh, those kind of attacks not happening in the financial industry. So it can be done, and we we have some sort of playbook we can follow. Certainly, yes. Um, in yeah. terms of what you do now, I mean, with this latest attack that happened over the weekend where it's affecting so many different organizations and companies all around the world, you know, we're talking about millions and millions of dollars being demanded. What What is the best approach once this happens? Do we have to pay? I mean, people want to get their businesses and their organizations back up and running, so they, they feel that pressure. What is the best approach? Well, the problem with cybersecurity is once you're attacked, it's already too late to... Yeah. to, to to try to solve it. But what we are asking organizations is to maintain series and a chain of backups that's that's happening over longer period of time uh, to em- employ multiple or wide uh, range of security uh, systems. We call it multi-fencing. So if, if a criminal is able to jump over one fence, the following fence will stop him. 
but once you are hit and your data is gone, uh, that's basically it's too late to do something to, to, to recoup the data. Interesting. Okay. I mean, are we seeing any headway in terms of organized efforts, you know, involving different levels of government, some of these big multinational companies, are they recognizing this? Are they sitting down and trying to come up with a plan to protect themselves and all of us? I don't see a serious change in attitude towards security. And that's why I'm saying governments have to take the lead. The Canadian government and the American government have to take the lead and call for big size, uh, high tech, and academia and others to get together and try to find solutions because we can see repetitive, uh, usually the the points of attack are the weakest points in our system. And I think, so. yes, most importantly, we're way behind on this. This should have already happened, right? I mean, who knows when the next attack, could, it, it could be happening as we speak. So time is of the essence here. Yes, all I can say is this year we'll see more and more attacks it's going to get more and more difficult. And uh, uh, this is a point if any CEO, CSO is listening to me right now, this is the time to act. If you wait more than this, you could be a victim. Yeah, exactly. Okay, great insight. Thanks very much, Yasser. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Take care for now. Yeah, you too. That is uh, Yasser Morgan, who is a professor of engineering at the University of Regina, and uh, he's right. I mean, it's too late at this point. We're, we're, we're playing catch-up. Uh, just some of the texts that came in. Um, Ida says, um, Hi, Shay, I know exactly how to prevent ransomware. You take your businesses off the net and put them on the intranet. Back up your computers to external hard, hard drives. Use Ethernet instead of Wi-Fi. Not that difficult. I don't know, Ida. I don't know. I mean, these hackers know what they're doing, right? I mean, they... This, if you take a look at this latest one, if you if you're working with an IT provider that uses this specific software program, that's how they got in. So it's it's not even you know you're you're relying on your IT guys to do this, and that's the what they're exploiting now. So it, I mean they're they're constantly adapting, and I think if we do manage to close one hole in the system, they'll find another one. Jeff says laughing out loud like these guys won't pay. We're so reliant on computers. These guys have dug themselves a gigantic hole. Now that business is reliant on computers, it's easy for these bank robbers to hack in, and they just get more sophisticated over time. He says businesses will tell you it won't pay, but I guarantee you, under the table, they will pay. And the worst part is these guys will come back for seconds. That's the scary part, because they've got you. They've completely got you in a box where all of the data on your entire network system is now gone, unless you pay them millions of dollars to get it back. And for many companies, I mean, they're not going to sit around and wait, right? They need that data. They need that information. They will pay. And we know they have in the past. 